0: I'm going to add this at the beginning of the podcast because I just did the title and um I did go on a tangent. Y'all know I am chit chat style. But one of the things that I do explore in the podcast is exploring what it would mean if instead of looking at what would Jesus do, if we ask ourselves, what would my inner higher self do, and I break down the importance of each of those words, and who is capable of 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 even having I a higher self, and um and then I went off into like oracle an oracle deck, but I was reminded when I worked on the title that it says um, what would your inner higher self do, and I wanted to ask, you know. If you answered what would your inner higher self do, would it be the same answer as what Jesus would do? And it's not that there's a right or wrong answer, but one of the things I talk about in, in, in later on in the podcast, and a lot of you who follow me know this, I grew up Christian, but one of my pet peeves with Christianity or religion and it being a man-made construct is that the locus of control lies outside of yourself, Whereas once you come more into spirituality, it's like you're supposed to have the locus of control. Like, I decide if I'm going to be a good person. I decide if I'm going to be kind. I decide if I'm going to be an alcoholic or not, or if I'm going to quit. Versus having a, um, you know, always having like, well, the devil made me do it. Or if I ask for forgiveness for, you know, whatever, then God's going to forgive me versus me deciding for myself. But... If I asked myself, what would my inner higher self do? And I write that down and then ask, what would Jesus do? Would it be the same thing? Would it be different? You know, or would they be kind of like on the same vibrational match? But again, it kind of puts the impetus on you. So that's it. And that's all. Enjoy the podcast. The, the one that's after this. Um, Like I said, I do break that down. And then after the 30 minute mark, I do pull an Oracle deck. And we have fun with that one. And we explain, we talk about femininity just a little bit. So, and I do have a couple of F-bombs in there. So just so you know. All right, until the next one. Bye. Hi, loves. Okay, so this is actually a post-recording. So I did a body of work. And that is what you're about to hear. Um, And then I did the first part that you heard, which addresses a second question I had about, you know, if you were to seek guidance from your inner higher self, would it be, would, would the outcome be the same as what Jesus would do? It's just a provocative question. Don't have an answer for it, but um, I, I think that would be interesting, especially if I talk to future Christians. You know, if they want to sink their hooks into me, I have that question for them. But uh, there's two things I want to talk about. So, Um, let's talk about the generator thing first, and then let's talk about some of the the language in there. Um, so there was a part where I started to talk about human design, and I I kind of sidetracked a little bit. But what I wanted to say is that, um, in learning about the, um, human design, you start to understand that there's open centers or open, um, I don't know what they're called, but when if you ever look at your human design chart, um, it's like in the shape of a body and it has all these little circles in there. And each one of those, sometimes they could be filled and sometimes they're open. Well, from what I understand, if they're more open, that means that you kind of take on people's energy and you can kind of amplify, you know, what other people are you know, showing you. So if you're toxic, I'm going to show you toxic. If you're insecure, I'm going to show you insecure. If you're amped up about something, I'll be amped up about, about something, which kind of explains why I kind of gravitate towards movements. Because if you're passionate about it, I'm like, let's do it. Let's rock and roll, right? But um, the reason I think that that's important when I was talking about the, um, how some of us are kind of, especially because 70% of the population are generators, a lot of us are amplifying, you know, these movements and and things like the patriarchy or, or whatever the 1% tells us. And so I think what's important is, as we're shifting into Age of Aquarius, which is about the individual, in my opinion, then you have to figure out, you know, that's something that generators are gonna have to I think learn to master for themselves how do I tap into my inner higher self you know because the um, age of Pisces is all about collective but also about like the occult religion man-made structures and that type of thing so we would go to church and we would amplify what our pastor tells us right and to school and amplify what the teachers tell us and and so on and so forth amplify what media tells us about ourselves and about each other right but i feel like um I, i and and um at some point there probably will be feedback with my audience on i think on anchor where you can definitely let me know if you're like a projector manifesting generator or at this point I'm forgetting what the other two are. Um oh, reflector, reflect. I think reflector is one of them. And there's a fifth one. Oh, so sleepy y'all. I'm having a little bit of a tummy ache. I went out to eat with my friend and it's it was a Mexican res- restaurant. Um a little little high end a little bit. Um I knew to stay away from the salsa, but I still had um the tortillas were corn, and I'm not supposed to have corn, and I've been really good about not eating that. So it didn't really affect me right away, but um, my tummy, not doing so good. So it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Obviously, I'd rather be sleeping, but I wanted to address that. The other thing I want to address before I played the, I, I struggled, and, and I'm learning, y'all. I I know I do use profanity I don't have a problem with the profanity but I feel like when it comes to this message just forgive me on this one um because one of the things I I I posted it and then I took it back down and I started to think about I really feel like there's more to gain than there is to lose because I go through the thought process and there's several stats and stuff I kind of cover over that um that I will think be more beneficial um so will there be some kind of like um bruised egos yeah probably um will there be some a little bit of you know sprinkles of of f-bombs in there yeah but if if you can kind of push through it I think that there's more to gain than to lose so if, if if this is um and I rarely like once if if I um take something down. It's very, 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 very rare that I will um, post it back up. But I feel like this message has more to gain than to lose. And so if you can, I'm warning you now. (laughs) Um, if, If you are able to just chew the meat and spit out the bones, then I think you'll get so much more out of what I was trying to say in the title. So that's it. And that's all. Hope you enjoy the message. So this will be number 2 and then number 3 r- what you'll hear right after this is me going through the thought process and and like I said in the, in the first little intro was yeah I would say about the first thir- first 30 minutes is the message and then after that I go off into a tangent um talking about my oracle cards and and stuff like that and and you'll be okay like I really feel like the second half after like the 30 35 minute mark then um you know classes school is out of session you're free to go about your own way but most of the bulk of the information is in the first 30 to 35 minutes so all right y'all bye I want to make sure one more thing when I was talking about the generators so if you amplify um movements around you when I there's a part where I talk about black girl magic um you're gonna amplify what society tells you is black girl magic or black girl excellence or Black women in luxury, but for generators, you uh, <laughs> yeah, just bear with me. But I, I just realized when I was uploading it, did I really address what I wanted. So you're um you're kind of, in my opinion, being pushed to kind of um figure out what that means for yourself according to your inner higher self. Not just as it, not just as it pertains to those categories. Obviously, and other things, which is how I think the oracle card came up because. There are so many other aspects of femininity, humanity, Um, yeah, of you being a woman, of you being a human, of you being whatever it is that you identify with. What is your inner higher self? What did you come here to do? And and I do believe that we have an innate knowing. I've mentioned this before when I did my affirmations thing. Um, All of us have an inner knowing that of, of like recollecting our past um if i use the word akashic records it's just that i've never really studied it i feel like it's a little kind of would go over my head but it's kind of like we all kind of know our past lives type of a thing and if you understand that you start to like pull it out of yourself like what would when i signed up for this assignment to be a divine feminine in this being what what were the lessons i was coming here to learn but also what is the, the knowledge that i have from prior you know what is my higher self um trying to to make, help me remember if that kind of makes sense so i hope that I address the um generator part we tend to amplify and so we can um try to emulate other movements especially from projectors nothing bad with it i think you just pay attention to like okay how do i have my own blueprint what does it mean for me um and and what is the solution in myself versus just like idolatry or defaulting to someone else's thought process like how do you harness that for yourself okay so now I'm officially done, done. I think I'm going to go back to sleep. So <laughs> get a couple of hours of sleeping and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, hey, Divine Dolls. I hope all is well. So one thing about the longer days is like you definitely get more in your day. And then right now it's, yeah, 6.52. So before the time change, 6.30, it was already dark outside and I'm ready to go to bed and so now it's like, I've done stuff, I've gone out, I went, went out with my friend, we had a great lunch, and kept, got to cu- catch up and stuff, and then um, came home, took care of some stuff, talked to one of my brothers, um, talked to my parents. I think I took a little mini nap, um, so my, I don't nap as much, and then... Um, Went through most of my content, you know, my favorite content creators are putting stuff up, so I'm I'm kind of in the middle of um, listening to this one. This one is um twelve minutes in, and it's about forty forty five minutes in, five forty five minutes, long, and I I have some of the other stuff save for later. But anyways, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna title this something along the lines of "What would your inner higher self do," um, and this is kind of just. Off of the heels of one of the last podcasts. I don't remember if I if it's the last one. Or second to last one I did. But. I was sharing like kind of an aha moment. Where. Oh I think it's the one that's titled. Like you are a goddess and stuff. I know it kind of probably would trigger people. Especially if you have a trick. Huh, Christian background. But um. But I, I talk about. Like the nuances behind. Why I'm saying that. And so. One the reason I'm I'm asking that question and maybe it's something that you can ask yourself as you go through your day-to-day stuff, um a lot of us remember that time when it used to say like what would Jesus do? Right? And we would all get the bracelets. I remember I had a bright yellow one. Might have had a pink one, but I had it I think the popular color back then was yellow, those yellow rubber bracelets. And it would be like, well, what would Jesus do? And a lot of you know, I one of the biggest pet peeves I have with um, religion is that the locus of control lies outside of yourself. So here you have this always forgiving God that, you know, no matter what you do, he's always going to forgive you. And so if you want to eat cheesecake, you can eat the cheesecake and ask for forgiveness. If you want to, you know, be an alcoholic, you can ask for forgiveness and he'll forgive you. You can um steal and you can ask for forgiveness and God will forgive you. And one of my favorite quotes lately is I'm not God, so don't don't even try me or I'm not Jesus, so don't expect me to forgive, right? But um when I talked about like you start to understand that you have you have an inner Um, a a dialogue with your inner self, and I think that part of this process, especially if you identify as a divine feminine, even possibly divine masculine, is that how do you tap into that voice that's your inner self, your inner, higher divine self? Right? Sometimes, sometimes I can get a little bit impish, I like it. I think I've become a little bit more impish the the older I've gotten but and and who knows? I think that's that's part of the the um pushback too because you know, if I was um brought up to be seen and not heard, you know, me standing up for myself or speaking my opinion can feel impish. It can feel like, "Oh my gosh, I'm such a rebel." Like that person told me something and I gave them my opinion and I'm just like ready to rock and roll. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to like burn in the pits of hell, you know? Um, So, so I'm kind of careful with that too, but I'm a little bit more kind of willing to go to the dark side too. But with that being said, um, we were talking a little bit about um the resource from one of my content creators. And I mentioned it in the, in the, in that podcast within the first five minutes. And the reason I mentioned her specifically was for the resource. Um, I think it's a very valuable resource, but I'm going to try not to mention too many other people because, I, I don't know, social etiquette thing. Ah, whatever. But um, but what if, instead of asking what would Jesus do, what if you asked yourself, what would my, right? Because one of the, the reasons I'm saying is what what would my inner higher self. Those two keywords in the middle, inner and higher self, because we all have an inner dialogue with ourselves. And I think that that's one of the things I've learned over the years. I talked about that in the previous podcast. I learned to kind of have a dialogue with myself throughout the day to keep myself in a high vibration, right? And keep myself motivated, make sure that I'm positive, And I pay attention to like, oh, something's off here. How do I fix it? And I can I can push through the energy pretty pretty well for the most part, right? Um And so the the keywords are not just what would my inner self say, but it's like I think that we all have well, I I want to preface that too cuz I uh what would my inner higher self say? And then when when you start to look at it through those lenses you're going to realize like oh my inner higher self would push through even though people are downing me my inner self would persevere my inner higher self would tell me to um you know do a certain thing or or go about things a certain way and and so one of the things that was so interesting to me um a lot of you know One of my favorite books was, uh, the inner, uh, the inner wells of abundance. Is it? Uh, oh yeah, it's right here. It's right here on my bed set. Um, this book wells of abundance by Evie Ingram, um, subtitled the seven planes of supply and the law of increase. This book is, it's only, I think, is it like only 63 pages? And, um, back in the days when I used to still think about what I wanted for companionship and having like, you know, my handsome counterpart, I was like, this is a great book for couples to read to each other and to do the meditations together at the end of, um, end of the book and, and talk with each other. It is so powerful. It's actually like, in my opinion, a small condensed version of, um, the Science of Getting Rich by Dr. Wallace Waddles, But one of the things that came up in this book, um, Wells of Abundance, it talks about how all living things fall under several categories. You literally could be a plant or a vegetable. And then so it goes from like plant, vegetable, to um, to animal. And then it goes to, to like person or human. And then it goes to like ascended or transcended being Right. And that really struck me because it when you start to understand and look at people in terms of um, them being a vegetable, um, an animal, OK, um, a human being and a transcended being. The description that they have of the vegetable is someone that's just soaking off of everything else, right? It doesn't think, it doesn't act, it doesn't move, it, you know, and it still serves a purpose because you can consume it. But basically, it it does. It's not like a big contributor to. It doesn't have a thought process. It doesn't have a locus of control. The locus of control is on whether this person is going to pick me when I'm ripe or let me fall and rot, and that's it. There's no other purpose outside of that. I'm just literally left to the elements, you know, and whatnot. Um, animals, it's kind of like you just go off of whim. There's no self-discipline. There's no inner... um compass to want to do the right thing or to be a better person um you know it's just very self natured survival instincts at the cost of it doesn't give a damn about other people it's like i'm just here to survive so when i do believe that there are some people that if they were to ask themselves well what would my inner higher self do and i think this would be so interesting to to, um to hear like young people, like young kids answer this question. If if I had a child, I probably would experiment with them a little bit and just ask them like, um, you know, what would your inner higher self do? Like what kind of advice would you do? Which I actually do this with my niece, but now that I kind of understand it a little bit better, I'm going to approach it just a little bit, bit differently because I remember when she was starting like freshman year, there was a lot of anxiety leading up to it. And I just went through her the thought process of like, do you remember the first day you started first grade? And she's like, no, you know, and it's like, she started giggling, because it's kind of like, that's so silly. Like, first grade is so easy. It's like, you know, and she's such a, a valley girl. It's it's funny. So um, I was like, yeah, well, that's what's going to happen with your freshman year. And it's like, you know, the hardest part is just going to be figuring out you make sure you get in the right class, which coincidentally, she's like, "I'm so glad you told me cuz I double checked my she almost ended up in the wrong class and stuff, but she caught it early cuz we talked about this all the things that can happen on the first day and I'm like, "You're going to be perfectly fine." And and that type of thing. And so when it was time for her to do sophomore year, I checked in with her again and I said, what, what advice would you give to a freshman? Cause I wanted to start to think about how to, you know, counsel and help other people. And I think that it does kind of help you kind of think about how to get yourself out of, of certain situations too. And so her, for her, it was just kind of like, I don't know, just do your homework. Like it's so easy. But I was like, do you remember how apprehensive you were freshman year? And she was just like, Yeah. And I'm like now it's just you're here your sophomore year you're ready to just you're not it doesn't bother you or anything it's you know and stuff and so well I'm sure we'll have that conversation again in the in the um freshman year in college but um it's I think that it's important for you to kind of practice what would your inner higher self do what kind of counsel would you give to yourself you know um And the reason it, it's so important too, because it's like, what would your inner higher self do? One of the things, because I was going to mention a little bit earlier in the podcast was in the previous podcast, I talked about how sometimes we go through the phases where I really do believe that representation matters. I really do believe that you have to have examples of divinity or examples of excellence or uh, examples of magic. You know, um, so that you can know that it's possible. But I think that sometimes what happens is we get so caught up in that other person, you know, and this has to do with us transitioning, in my opinion, from Age of Pisces to Age of Aquarius. So Age of Pisces, it was kind of easy to say, okay, I'm going to emulate that person and, and kind of like idolatry in the sense of like that person is on a pedestal and you look up to them and you know, it's possible, but you don't really do anything outside of that. Whereas age of Aquarius is really truly about like the individual. And so, um, I still think that you can be individual in a collective, but even more so celebrate the individual. So it's like, Oh, wow. I've always wanted to be an architect. Are you going to copy, you know, some architect you no, know, you know that they can use three D graphics or, or type of thing. But now you can tap into what are your what is your creative style, right? Um same thing too with music. I feel like in the past people always try to say like, Oh, that's the next, you know, Michael Jackson, that's the next Britney Spears, that's the next Mariah Carey, that's the next like Bruno Mars, that's the next Backstreet Boys or whatever, right? But Um, really the way it should be is no, that person is their own artist, right? There will, there will, and there will always be one and only, you know, like Michael Jackson or Prince or Mariah Carey or Sade, Sade, I had something with, um, I had honey nut cereal. <clears throat> and, I don't know, like, this, this batch of cereal, like, it had... I noticed, like, the little grits in it. Like, the little granola part. That's what's in my throat. And my eyes are watering. Oh, my gosh. Oh, at least I haven't burped or, like, belched yet. Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, so... So... The reason I'm saying that is because... A lot of us, I feel like there's a good handful of us that kind of feel like we've always been looking to, like, black girl magic, black excellence, black women in luxury. And it feels like we have to, we, now we know it's possible. Now we have a vision, you know, they have, they are our forefathers or foremothers. They, they are our, um trailblazers and so they're leading by example and so what what can happen is sometimes we'll say like okay well I want to be like her I want to be like that ballerina I want to be like that musician I want to be like that artist I want to be like that architect I want to be like that engineer excuse me I jinxed it I was like well at least I haven't (laughs) um I want to be like that um I think I might have mentioned like musician or athlete. But when you say, what does my inner higher self, what kind of counsel would I give myself or what would they do? That's about you. And then you you start to understand that you are as individual as your, your natal chart or your fingerprint, right? So that means that now you have leeway to explore what that means at the higher expression of yourself. Now, when I was talking about the animals and the plant, I think that, in my opinion, some people, like, when you ta- when you see all of these, like, femicide rates and you, you ask yourself, like, oh my gosh, how could someone, you know, do that to someone that they were intimate with? How could they do something like that to a child, how could they do that to their own son or daughter, to their own mother, to their own father, to their own cousin, to another human being, right? And I really do believe that, you know, in some sick, twisted way, if I ever had the chance to interview these pieces of shit, if I ever had the chance to uh, interview them, and I would have asked them, well, what would your inner higher self have said? They're incapable of, Um, they're not operating out of, you know, their highest inner self. <clears throat> that doesn't, like, it, it doesn't, it's not, it's lower on the spectrum. So it's not going to compute to them. But for those of us who, because I, I wanted to be clear about that as I was thinking about it, um, driving on the way home um, just kind of, you know, I stay in my head. I just think things over and, and try to look at it from different angles and stuff. And when you guys are not so shy anymore, then you can um, leave comments under the anchor podcast and I will read them. And if you're looking at it from another angle, that's cool. I, I don't know. I think I'm in a space right now where it's kind of like, if you have critical thinking, uh, you know, that's, you know, something thought-provoking, then I'm here for it. Um, something a little bit stim- to stimulate my mind a little bit, but... But yeah, so I feel like some some people are able to have an inner higher self that it's like you can manifest being a millionaire, multimillionaire, you know, being charitable, um, leaving a really positive imprint and... Um, or imprint or footprint... Behind, you know, um, even when we look at content creators, when I look at their body of work and what it has done for collectives, whether you, you know, whether it's for women or black women, or, you know, um, I guess you could say for the black community too, or, um, in terms of like wealth and health and, um, yeah, I think those are kind of like the the different categories, right? Because I have a a lot of people I I listen to and and follow. Some are more popular than others, right? But um, they're they're definitely walking in their life purpose, and I feel like that's good for them. And I think what happens sometimes, and I have to keep reminding myself of this, is I have to let them do their thing, right? And I, you hear me keep saying it over and over. My rising star, what I came here for, was to learn and explore everything surrounding health and wealth. So it can seem a little bit silly when I'm over here in such and such lane and they talk about the topic and now I'm I'm on that topic. Which, for those of you who've kind of ventured into the human design aspect of things... That is so complicated. Like to me, needle charts, I have fun with natal charts. I have a book that is about mm, maybe like mm, 80, 75% done. That um, I, I At some point when I have free time, I will finish it. But the thing is, it's not so much a book as much as it, it affords you an opportunity to plug in every time you're hearing different things from people and so you will have a full composition to understand yourself one of the best things i ever did was to have my natal chart run and and have somebody go through it it was like about 6 weeks um i want to say like 6 weeks uh and of 2 hours each session so about 12 hours of just going through like all my stuff and every once in a while i'll go back and look at my notes and stuff just to kind of see where where i'm at but um. With that being said, I I kind of went off on a tangent. So yeah, we're all individual and kind of have to celebrate that. And so yeah, so for me, I'm I'm paying more attention to that. And y'all, when I tell you my the oracle cards are freaking right here, if I tell you what's on top of it, you can laugh at me, right? We can laugh together. But um, th- this is one of the things I learned when um. I don't remember. I think is it Marie Kondo? Marie Kondo who's like the organizer. She's a she's a minimalist uh, um but when you start to study like organizational stuff and I had to do this at, at work too, sometimes things that are so supposed to be so accessible to you it's the littlest thing blocking it, so you have to make your space like operational. So, kid you not, y'all. On top of my my um oracles, and they're, it's in a cute little like um clear container. I fit all of my um. I have like maybe 30, 30 decks. Yeah, like twenty five. Just just closer to twenty five decks. And they're right here by my bed. Like, I just reached out and touched it. But what's on top of them is a bonnet and my uh, cavitation machine. Because, all yeah, I've been working at sculpting on my abs. I am finally back to where I was, like, back when I was, you know, back in the days. So, but I think if I... So, I try to do two sessions every week. And so, it's easier for me to just keep it plugged in by my bed. And then, first thing in the morning or at night, I will just do a little bit like sculpting and stuff like that. But um what I need to do is probably um just move the bonnet. Like look, this is crazy. Watch, right. So there's that, and then here's my bonnet. And then boom, right here's my Dex. This is so funny. So that's all that's keeping me back from <laughs> connecting with you guys so like the first deck right now i just reached for is one of my favorite y'all the um african goddess rising which i'm not even gonna lie to you like when i think of like the whole fuck the black girl magic movement and then i look at these deck of cards i'm like nah fuck you (laughs) i'm sorry y'all i I really am gonna try to work on my language a little bit but it's like When you look at all of the things that they stand for like Oya, storms, um, etheric chords. I'm not even going to try to read their names because some of them are a little bit like Good Juju, Um, Celestial Alignment, Shine and these cards y'all I'm telling you one of my favorite decks I actually had pre-ordered it and it came out like I want to say my birthday month if I'm not mistaken I think they came out last October um and so yeah um scarcity and these are all goddesses the goddess of, of leveling up we've done this one before the goddess of worthiness with a uh, a this one is this is this goddess that um she is kind of like the equivalent of of libra and if i'm not mistaken this came out or was it um around aquarius time and when you talk about the magic of her being able to multiply that that oracle was so rich because usually when you think of a, aquarius um she's holding the pitcher over her shoulder and this one she is so magical that not only does she not have one jar, she has two jars and they're suspended. Like, that's how magical she is. And she is pouring it, you know, I think in with Aquarius, it's like out into the ocean type of a thing or like um, below a waterfall or, or into a body of water. But with hers, I love it because she is pouring into all of these different cups and those are all the different people that she's blessing like she could be selfish and keep her her um her tea to herself or whatever you know magical potion she has in there and y'all i don't even underestimate like transference of energy when people prepare your food or when they touch you or stuff like that that um and and i've experienced this kind of firsthand too like healing power like when someone touches you so that's the energy i'm picking up right now too because i didn't get this on the last oracle but i still remember the oracle because it was so powerful but it's like just having come in contact with something that she touched and now you're ingesting it and you're you know taking it on for yourself like that's such a sweet blessing you know that's one of the things about like women's ability to multiply to be a serving and a blessing to others that's what makes us so magical like you can't tell me fuck black girl magic no fuck you <laughs> then this one is um secrets revealed so yeah i do need to do the um or the entrepreneur deck with you guys and and one of the uh, content creators she's like we're ladies we're ladies i got it i get it Okay, ladies. And so then um, this other one is Creativity. Two more. Miracles, the goddess of miracles. And this one is the goddess of fearless love. Which this oracle, which, which this, um, the goddess of um, fearless love, she's in that ocean yellow. Let me see if I can. Oh, she's in the, excuse me, ocean yellow. And yeah, this is definitely Oshun. Oh, it is Oshun. I wasn't even trying to read the name. Yeah, this is, um, if you decide to buy this deck, um, it's the deck that's titled Abiola Abrams and it's 44 African goddess rising Oracle. And, um, the, the image on the front is, is Oshun. And that's the card that we ended with y'all. Um, a Fearless Love, and she has the mirror there. I've done so many podcasts on this one. And the peacock, which I have peacock feathers in my room. I love peacock feathers. I have a um, couple of yellow dresses um to just channel the ocean gen- energy. And I also had like a um ocean bracelet. But it, it was like one of my most expensive bracelets because any, any of you that are into ocean, like when you start to understand the beauty rituals behind it and ocean is such a interesting goddess to to study but she really even just studying about her put me up on game because it makes me not want to compromise when it comes to quality you know quality things and quality surroundings quality foods only the best right um paying attention to like your skincare, your hair care, your um your cleanliness, um and and your apparel and that type of thing. So I just I I love like that energy but Okay, so I need to remember what I was gonna call this. Like how do you appeal to your inner self? Now here's the interesting thing too as I'm closing out. This one is called forty four card deck, right? So this one is like forty four different archetypes, of examples of how you can tap into your inner higher self. Like for example, if I pull, like let's say I'll pull like four more. This one is noonday. How do you pull into your higher inner self when it comes to truth? What does your inner higher self say about divine lineage, right? Whether you're in that divine lineage or you're planning to have children, what does that mean for you? And what if, you know, like for me, I'm in the process of actually adopting a couple more, um, God kids, right? Like, I I cannot wait to be like rich auntie and stuff. So, um, I'm I'm probably going to be adding at least two more, um, God kids to my, under my wing type of a thing, um, what is your inner? Oh, what does your inner higher self think about shame? What does your inner higher self think about masks? Wow. Uh, mm. And and probably not even doing a lot of this justice because there's so much to unpack here with the imagery. What does your inner higher self say about the wounded healer? Right. Whether you are a wounded healer, whether you've been wounded, whether you are a healer, whether you're a wounded healer, you know, that that's, that's a deep one right there. So, um, yeah, I hope that's helpful to you. And we can probably unpack that a little bit more because, like, I think even when I think about, like, for my niece, I want her to be able to have competencies to kind of self-tap into that inner self. Like, how does she tap into that inner, I, I probably could, um, ask her like, what does your inner, what advice would your inner junior, uh, self give yourself? Like if you were to, and this actually, for those of you who are, um, I don't want to keep saying her, her, um, her, um, channel too much y'all because I I don't want to be like too disrespectful but I did mention it in the first five minutes of the podcast about the goddess one and um in that in that um video and I believe in day two if it wasn't day one it's day two she does give you an assignment which which is you writing to your inner self um writing counsel to your inner self so what it would look like or sound like is what would your inner junior self tell yourself as a um sophomore? And so you write it and you say, um, a whole year has passed. You have completed your freshman and sophomore year. And now that you are finishing junior year and going into senior year, you have grown so much. You become more confident. You have learned how to get up in front of class and present your ideas. And you have learned to ask your teachers for questions you have learned how to be a better friend and what friends look like and how to, you know, communicate more with adults and you have learned how to study better and what your favorite subjects are and you have learned to push yourself in your athleticism, right? So that's kind of like the exercise that that, you know, that that's just kind of my interpretation of it. Um and I hope that that kind of helps you a little bit, right? So um, to kind of give you a baseline, like for me, it's like, what does my inner higher self, you know, because I'm, I'm, you know, as long as, and I say God willing, right? I got this from my parents. So God willing, right? Or goddess willing or divine source willing, or you know, if if they, you know, divine source sees a fit and I'm still alive because of the way of invested in things within, so by August of next year, I should be hitting millionaire status, right? So it's like, well, what does um that type of woman do? And one of the things I'm, I'm having so much fun with is being charitable, right? Filling in the gap for stuff. Again, I'm that auntie that I'm not going to necessarily buy you sneakers unless it's like, for athleticism or something, I'm the auntie that's gonna like buy you the functional stuff, so I don't know <laughs> kind of still working on that a little bit but but um gross gross and gross. oh my gosh um but what does that millionaire woman um look like, and for me once once um she talked about the content creator talked about writing it down it makes so much sense but to me I um I do write things down on my notepad on my phone and I find that they do manifest quicker than most things that I just stay in my headspace in but I allow myself to kind of visualize for a for a good while before I write it down too and it's just a beautiful process to me because when I start to think about, okay, now that I know I need to tap into what that woman would do, what would she do when it comes to health and wealth, right? Um, and how do I become a resource in, in that area, right? What does she sound like? What is she? How does she reach out to people? How does she help people? How does she become a healthier version of herself and some of the things I can start to implement now and some things I will be prepared for when they when they come down that pipeline but it, it does help you like she does talk about quantum leaps and um, she has a day three which I have to listen to that one and it makes so much sense in a sequential order because when it some of you might be kind of like what quantum leaps this is like so I would say definitely go with the foundation with the first one. The second one she kind of goes into it, and then the third one it sounds like she's gonna explain what what that that leap looks like, and then she's talking about it or framing it in terms of hundred and eighty days, or right. I want to say that's about like six months, which is a, it makes it a little bit more manageable and bite size. Obviously, I'm not the expert on it, so I am. It's one of the things I want to listen to tonight, and then um. Definitely, I'm gonna recommend that you go check her out, um, and and get a little bit more insight directly from the source on that one, from the source and a resource. I I freaking love it. I feel so much better after listening to her too because I was kind of like in a deep funk, and um, but but thankfully I didn't stay in it for too long and stuff. So I will share some more with you guys maybe later. I don't know. I'm gonna try to fall asleep a little bit early tonight. Um. Tomorrow is Friday, huh? Hmm. So, tomorrow is Friday. Make sure to leverage your Venus beauty rituals. Um, take time to pamper yourself. Do the the. When I say self care, I know some people are kind of opposed to it, but. Um, if you're into like the, the bubble baths, manicure, pedicures, great time to get your hair done. Um, Depending on if it's a full moon or a new moon, great time to trim your hair. Um, mine is in crochet braid, So I usually go to my, get my hair done like around the full moon. And so at that time is when I get my hair trimmed. Um, And then maybe after that, I'll probably like every other month just get a trim. Um. Great time to exfoliate, um, moisturize a little bit more, deep condition, um, great time to schedule that massage, great time to, you know, drink your fruit juices and whatnot and, and, and all those, those things. I don't, you know, it's kind of interesting to me. It's kind of sad. It just hit me, but like, why, how did we get to an age where we don't value, um, Those types of that aspect of um, that aspect of femininity. Femininity has is so encompassing of so many things. And sometimes I think sometimes people think that femininity is just putting on a dress or getting our nails done and makeup. And it's like, no, (laughs) it's energetic, too. I wanted to say this. I'll say it here, but I might do a separate podcast on this. Femininity, in my opinion, is Can also be energetic because that is how you end up with a man that acts feminine and you can also have a man that acts uh I mean a woman that acts masculine so sometimes it does take me aback because it can be a woman and she can be just as aggressive and like really pushy and um just like I I swear like if I were to close my eyes and, and this is how I kind of relate to things too um, if I close my eyes and the energy feels like I'm like in the presence of a dude, then it's like, it just blows my mind, you know? And, but same thing too, I, um, some of the people I've met type of a thing, um, there's one guy in particular and, and I, I think he, he's uh, it's it's a white guy. He's I, but I could be wrong, but every time I'm around him, he's like, um, I, I get like girlfriend energy, like just, and he's tall. He's like a good, like six, three, six, four, um, type of a guy. And he has a little bit of muscle mass, you know, from all, from all the looks of it from the outward appearance. But when you start to talk to him, you start to understand that it's like feminine energy. And so I don't feel intimidated at all, um, or anything like that. He doesn't like sway his hips or anything or have like, you know, mannerisms, but, and again, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't even, I'm not even trying to say it in a bad negative way, as, as opposed to, I, y'all, sometimes I'll be driving and I get an image because I am a visual, those, those two boys with the one with the hat that had the pearl necklace, oh my gosh, every once in a while, I will just be like, that one, that one, the lip gloss be popping oh my gosh that that's feminine energy to me right and so, but you can also have a woman that's like um crimson cure is a great example of that the the pearl girl is a is an example of that you know where they're presenting as as a woman, but when you start to hear them like just aggressive and like energetically so it's it's so much more than just like um." you know, wearing certain colors or wearing makeup or not wearing makeup or putting on a, you know, doing your hair a certain way or not, I feel like it's the energy behind it. And I think that that's where things where this, um like, African goddess deck can help with because when you look at the 44 examples of, like, you know, um, all these different archetypes like we can i'm i'm gonna pull like four more so you can be brazen wounded healer i think we already pulled that one um when it comes to like dealing with masks um shame oh we we already did these ones um sacred lust <laughs> woo some of y'all gonna have fun with that one um living out loud, you know cosmic power these are all through the Lenses of femininity, right? Harvest, right? Joy, resistance, surrender. Now that, yeah, I don't think you're ready for that one. <laughs> I really don't. When I say that, when we pull that card, alchemy. Mm-hmm, ooh, mm-hmm. Alchemy, ooh, alchemy's a good one, y'all. I'll be so curious about, um, alchemy. For all the time I waste on all these other topics, I really could be, um, studying alchemy more. I, I looked into alchemy and that stuff was so kind of confusing, but in a delicious way. Like, I was like, it made my brain hurt. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, especially when you start to understand that they're converting, um, I want to say is it fool's gold to real gold, but, like, it can actually be done. It's, like, some crazy stuff like that, too. But when you start to understand, like, the whole process, it's, like, it's kind of... It's deep, y'all. It's deep. Um, Femininity when it comes to grounding. Seasons, right? Desire. Giving and receiving. Ooh-wee. Betrayal. Now, ooh, and and this is so appropriate because on this picture... Um I talk a lot about how like the scorpionic side of me that which is my son I feel like one of the elements at least in my in my chart had to do with the um, betrayal but I think it can have a little bit to do with my carbon placing too um and so this one is is uh um it says Aunt Nancy but actually it's I think a kind of like a play on arachnea which is like a spider type of thing but yeah this one is dealing with betrayal you know how does the feminine def- Deal with betrayal. How does she deal with manifestation? Grief, nakedness. Now, this card is gorgeous. Don't let the word naked nakedness feel uh fool you. So, yeah, I have obviously my I need there's so much I can do in my own lane, nobody else is doing this other stuff, rage. And I'll take a picture of the of the card when I when I do the future oracles so you can get the imagery. Feel what does it mean for feeling safe? Pleasure. I know that card came up, Tanit. That was back in the days when I used to do the erotic astrology, y'all. Um, this one has to do with intuition, women's intuition, right? Um soul forgiveness, speaking up, liberation. I know we covered that one for sure. Self-sabotage. Ooh, y'all, this is a dark ass card, like Mm. But, um, Awakening. I know we covered that one. That goddess is yama, Yama Yamaya. Yamaya. Ya. Radical Rebirth. I know we covered that card. Oshun again. Miracles. We're almost done here. Creativity. I think we covered that one already. Secrets Revealed. Worthiness. Yeah, we covered all. Leveling up. Yeah, we covered. we so, yeah, I pulled, I showed, I I read off each of the 44 cards. Right? So, I think I have definitely talked myself into kind of tizzy. So, I'm going to hop over here. Wow. Listen to this. Sometimes I do want feel, like, emotional, like, not crying in a bad way, but... Listen to what this says in the in the inside of the the deck. It says, "You called upon the goddesses and the goddesses called you. You are being called to bear witness to your own joy, magic, and power. Will you heed the call?" Oh, that's some that's deep. I'm going to read it one more time. This is for you, this is for me. And then I'm going to click off, okay? Because I want you to kind of just take this message with you. Because even you listening to me going through my stuff and me knowing that I have to get back to doing these cards for, for the both of us is um, where exactly we're supposed to be. So let's read it again one more time. It says, you, you called upon the goddesses and the goddesses called you. You are being called to bear witness to your own. Remember I was talking about the inner higher self? To your own joy, your own magic, and your own power. Will you heed the call? Bye.